This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lindell Report. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We, uh, I'm actually getting a, I'm writing a speech tonight. I'm, uh, I'm actually speaking to about, I don't know how many, a couple thousand pastors from all around the country. Uh, we need to get the, uh, the churches involved. Um, they, um, you know, they, um, part of my thing, I'm going to tell them, uh, this isn't being political. This is being biblical. Uh, what's going on in our country, and and um, they need to inspire courage and hope to everyone uh, when they get back to their their churches, and uh, and uh, you know, Lord, Lord, we just pray for all. I I want to open with a little prayer here for all the the journalists. I was actually pretty impressed with uh, the journalists that reached out to me. Uh, Brandon, are you there? Here, Mike. You know, the journalists that reached out and they did stories on, I mean, everyone knows uh, Tina Peter was arrested yesterday on these trumped up charges and stuff. And and uh, I'm not going to name the names of the journalists that reached out to me, but um, I've seen a, I guess I've seen some compassion there and some, and some turns, some, like a glimmer of light. Yeah, they, uh, one of them changed their article because there was something that was written wrong, completely a lie about myself. Uh, said that I am to incite political violence or violence, and uh, but um, um, I just want to say a quick prayer for all the journalists in our country and all the news outlets and any of these journalists. I just pray, Lord, that you that you that they do see the light, that you do touch their hearts, and that you do um, turn them, restore, you know, see that take away the the blinders that are on them, Lord, and 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 that they can be. Uh, Report the truth and just report like we've seen some hope. Uh, and um, we ask that um, that you also protect all the people that are out there. Um, um, uh, we've got the great canvassing report and everything that's coming in, but just protect everyone, Lord. That they, until we until all of this is revealed and it's we know it's all in your timing, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name that we get our country back and that or that we get it restored. Some and uh, and that. Um, uh, we know we turn our back on a country turned its back on you, God, and we uh, um, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for grace for such a time as this, and we ask that our our nation be restored. We ask that you know that God get put back in our schools, and that and that we get uh, um, we get uh, we get people to you, Lord, in this time. That people come that they uh, that they see that they see that. Uh, they have a revelation of knowing that that you uh, that you are with them and that you can uh, that you are the answer. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Um, I'm practicing, Brandon. I got to do a speech. But I'm I'm kind of uh, with all the pastors. Um, you know, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> I'm an ex-crack addict. Um, well, you know what? And, uh, Some of the most powerful ministries have been from guys who were not pastors. Right. Right. And, uh, Billy Graham didn't yeah. finish seminary. You know that, right? What's that? Billy Graham did not complete seminary. Oh, really? No. Oh, I did not know that. A lot of the well, I know the, well-known the guys did I'm going to show them. Uh, I'm going to show them my picture when the drug dealers did the intervention on me uh, in 2008, and uh, 
um, show them how that they have important platforms. You know, all the pastors in our in our country and around the world. Uh, if you're an evangelist, pastors, ministers, uh, you know, all these. This is the time because people are open to coming to God and to coming to our Lord Jesus and. And there's no time if you can't if you can't reach out for to ministry to people now, uh, they, because they're they're willing they're they're open for hope. And I'm going to tell that right now. I've got a I've got my Lindale Recovery Network down in uh, the, the national the religious broadcast uh, network convention. Uh, they're down there now, and they've been there all week. And I want to do a shout out for them, uh, uh, Melissa, my director, and they've and they're you know she's down there. We we. Um, um, but the Lindell Recovery Network, everybody, if you go there, lindellrecoverynetwork.org, it's free. It's online, and it's free. If you know someone in addiction, you know someone, even yourself, just go there. Anybody, um, you're going to get some good out of it. It's uh, it's an amazing, amazing help center. It's online. so And there's also directions if you if you just choose to go to a, a, a treatment center for any addiction. Uh, we have, we vetted over 3,000 that actually work. It's all the faith-based centers, so... That's the Lindell um, Recovery Network.org. Uh, Brandon, before we go to as long as we're doing uh, uh, reaches, uh, everybody update on Tina Peters. I just got a message. Um, they, uh, they've reduced her bail. Uh, we've sent money from the, the Lindell Legal Offense Fund. Um, by the way, everybody, you can help out of our country. Everybody's asking, Mike, how can we help? Uh, the Lindell Legal Offense Fund. Brandon, could you pull that up? It's right here on frankspeech.com, or you could go to lindelllegalfund.com or .org, either one. Um, no, it's... Did we just lose Mike, guys? All right, I think we just lost Mike. We'll reconnect. I don't know if there was a surge in the system or what, but everything kind of flashed at me and then was gone. So we'll keep going here. Yeah, something happened. We lost Mike. We lost Sean and Mike. All right, we'll reconnect with these guys. In the meantime, I think, Logan, if you want to show the screen, I think this was what he was about to show us right here. LindellLegalFund.org. LindellLegalFund.org. If you go to frankspeech.com, you'll see that right there, LindellLegalFund.org. Oh, he's got to come plug my computer in. All right. All right, well, let's do that. In fact, tell you what, why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break, come back. We'll get everybody reconnected, resettled. We'll come back. It's the Lindell Report with Mike Lindell. We'll be right back after this break. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Years ago, when I invented my pillow, I was faced with every adversity you could think of. No retailers wanted to sell my pillow. That's come full circle. Vendors took advantage of me, and I was copied by China. Well, by the grace of God, I was able to get through all that and learn from it. I have a passion to help other U.S. entrepreneurs, and that's why I created my new platform, MyStore.com. We have hundreds of products from amazing entrepreneurs, and to celebrate, I'm going to put my pillows on MyStore.com right now. You can get my standard My Pillows regularly, $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get my standard queen size, regular $79.98, now only $29.98. Or you can get my premium king size, regular $89.98, now only $34.98. So go to MyStore.com and use that promo code on your screen to get huge discounts on all my store products. Thank you and God bless. All right, welcome back. We had some kind of surge or something. Lost Mike and our first guest, but we're back yeah. now. 
Mike? Yeah, let me, yeah, I don't know what had happened. I'm, obviously, this, um, that's pretty wild. Uh, what, I don't know what I was saying there, but I do want to tell Lindell you. Lindell Legal Fund. We were promoting the, the, the square okay, Lindell, Lindell Legal, Legal Fund. Lindell Legal Offense Fund.com or LindellLegalFund.com. You guys, help out there. This is the way you can help your country, right there. Boom. On Frank's speech, go there, even if it's $10. Um, if you, uh, um, also, you can help out by just buying uh, my pillow products at Use promo code L77, and we have all the products there. If Frank Speech, go to the Frank Speech store here. You don't even have to leave while you're watching our program. Click on the Frank Speech store, and we have the we have the uh, the sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety nine. Those are overstock colors. We're we're passing the savings. Those are cost passing it on to you, and and. Uh, um, but we've got, uh, but just uh, if you've heard, we've got Tina Peters. Uh, we've they reduced her bail. We got we sent money to get her out. And uh, do you know what they reduced uh, it to? Um, I I don't I don't have the word that they the final word, but uh, um, I do know that the uh, the other gal they got up, she got out on I believe on her personal. Uh, so it went from five hundred thousand down to just her personal uh, whatever it's called personal. Personal signature. I don't know. Wow. I forget what the word is. But anyway, um, um, Tina Peters was substantially dropped too, I believe. Um, but I just want everyone to say, and there's great things coming out of Colorado. We have Sean on. Is Sean there? I want to go right into that, you guys, because yep, I have he's to, with us. I have to do this uh, this speech. It's very important tonight, and then late, a little later in the show, uh, we're going to have on. Uh, or Brandon has a special treat for you guys. Uh, some other injustice that's been going on out there, but uh, we're not. We're pushing back, everybody. We are proactive. We are proactive. Uh, let me tell you. I believe that uh, when Griswold and Dominion put in the in the uh, putting uh, Tina in prison or in jail for no reason um, for trumped up charges that are um, because they didn't want her running for Secretary of State. Um, we are going after them in a civil lawsuit. I don't know. I don't know if that was filed yet today or not. If it's not today, it's going to be tomorrow. Um, there's uh, so many things going on. Also, we have our other lawsuits. We're coming soon to a state near you. We're starting with my home state of Minnesota, Brandon. <laughs> um, my home state of Minnesota. We're going to have on my uh, my attorney next week. His name is Doug Wardlow. Um and he is leading that charge in Minnesota and all these other states. Uh, I can tell you a little bit. It's a, um, well, we'll say that, but this lawsuit's against uh, uh, the states uh, to get rid of all machines, machines, computers, polling, polling, electronic polling books, all this stuff. And, uh, uh, and remember, Doug, or Doug Wardlow ran for attorney general against my corrupt Keith Ellison, the attorney general of Minnesota. Um, and uh, he's going back. He's running again. He's uh, running again. What, was, so, what was the what was the vote? Can you remember the, the what he lost by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, it was about the poll said there even he lost by I believe five percent. He was the closest of any of our politicians. Uh, Doug was, but remember Minnesota, everybody. They took fifteen percent. It was fifteen percent higher the turnout than the rest of the country on the average. But that's a big lie. Why? Because right after they closed the polls and the, and the people that voted, a couple of days later, they took 15% of the voters off the voter rolls all on the same day, at the same wow. time. But even I by, mean, their, so, uh, but even by uh, their numbers, he 
only lost by five percent. That's that's huge right. in Minnesota. Right. No, no, no. He would have he would have won, and uh, um, absolutely would have won. And then you know you have uh, in Minnesota. Donald Trump won Minnesota. By the way, everybody, I, I can give you a rundown real quick. Donald Trump won Minnesota. He won Wisconsin. He won Pennsylvania. He won New Hampshire. He won Georgia. He won Arizona. He won Nevada. Uh, he won Michigan. He might have won Maine, and there's a couple other ones we're checking into right now. Um, and that's just that we know of for sure. Um, there's uh, Remember, we're going to leave no traitor left behind, Brandon. I've told all these legislatures around the country, you've got to make a choice now. You're either going to be a traitor or a hero. We all know in Wisconsin, I, I, and I haven't heard what Robin Voss ended up doing I heard, you know, but we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. He can always call him back into session. Um, they need to decertify Wisconsin, decertify Arizona, decertify Pennsylvania. Uh, we're hopefully we get through this. We'll get Minnesota decertified too. It's a little tougher road there because of all the uh, um, what we go through in Minnesota. Everybody argues that they have the worst governor, or the worst secretary of state, or the, you know. Um, I, Secretary of State's are easy. It's either Jenna Griswold or Brad Rassenberger. So, and we got Sean Smith coming on. He will probably tell you it's Jenna Griswold, but but remember, she's a Democrat. Brad Rassenberger is a Republican. So, you know, it doesn't matter what party you're in. But uh, is Sean there? Yep. Sean, welcome to the yep. Lindell Report. Sean. 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 What Hi, you, Brandon, you, uh, you guys have a canvassing report? Can you go through? Just give us the background on it and give us the report. I know you got about 16 minutes here. They're all yours. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, Colorado citizens were paying attention and uh, didn't agree with the stories they were being told and thought they would go out and find out for themselves. So, uh, of course, I would argue that uh, that Sex State Griswold is the worst Secretary of State in the country. But, but and I think we can back that up, although, you know, as you've noted, every state thinks that they're ground zero. Every state that they thinks they've got the worst fraud. And the, the real secret is it's like Lake Wobegon, right? They're all right. All of them yeah. are correct. Everybody That's has right. the worst state. It's a very right. competitive field. So, right. yep. uh, so anyway, Colorado <laughs> citizens, uh, yeah, I mean, it's more competitive than the NFL, really. So, right. so Colorado I citizens. I will say before you start here, I, wanted, I just want to say this, everybody. Um, I... I, as you all know, you guys, I've been to just, I don't know how many states, let's say 30. I, I have no idea. I've lost count. I've met with officials high up of every state from right down to the grassroots. I will tell you what's going on in Colorado and the, and the exposed evidence there. Colorado is a ground zero for as far as the, the um, it, when you talk about um, as far along as we've got with the evidence and everything else and all the, it's almost like it's a, um, you know, I guess people could argue in Arizona and Wisconsin and Georgia, but, but uh, Colorado is just so interesting because it's, it's uh, you've got evidence of school board election, everything, everything. And, uh, and you have the actual evidence and, uh, but Sean, but uh, Sean, go ahead. I want to say this too. Did, did uh, the, the media, you guys, and, and so when I, what's, when we're getting to a point where the national media, they're going to start hearing about Colorado because if anybody hears about all the evidence and stuff, um, 
you just want to say, hey, it's over, everybody, we're done. It improves the whole election, not just Colorado. So, Sean, go ahead and finish with the canvassing and, and what you guys, you guys, amazing people have done. So, so the citizens in Colorado decided that they would go find out for themselves what was true from the election records that the Secretary of State maintains. Now, they're, they're, those records are nominally public, right? They're all, it's all public data assembled by public agencies, but you still have to pay a lot of money to get to them, and we did. And then volunteers uh, put together a plan for random sampling in some of the largest counties in Colorado, and hundreds of Colorado citizens spent almost 8,000 hours going door to door, verifying wow. those Colorado uh, election records, those voter rolls and the voting history that the Secretary of State says are authoritative and accurate. And it turns out they're neither authoritative nor accurate. They're, they're not accurate. So those citizens found in four of the 12 largest counties in Colorado, uh, a total of over a, a million people in population, they found um, anomaly rates and irregularities in the data of uh, between 5 and 11% conservatively and all the estimates that are done there we've got you know we've got statistical and analytical data pros that have gone through this we've got phd's that reviewed it uh, people who instruct you know statistics at colleges have gone through this data and 8% is a very very conservative estimate of the rate of anomalies and what it shows is that uh, as many as 7 to 12 percent conservatively, just based on this canvassing of the election races and issues in November 2020 are questionable. The results that were published may not be accurate. And, uh, and it shows without question that the, the state's uh, voter registration system and voter history is not accurate in Colorado. So this should be the predicate for investigation by officials in Colorado. It should be at all levels. So, Sean, I got to ask you, so when you're saying, so what you did, we do like we've canvassed, we've had canvassers all over the country, but what you did in Colorado, obviously everybody, just so everybody knows, you've got to get the voter rolls, the registered, the voter rolls, someplace you got to pay like you did in Colorado. I had to pay in uh, the great state of Alabama over $40,000 to get these things, but we get them, and then, every, just so everybody knows what canvassing is, you pull up on the voter rolls, and you might see, and, and you could say if I'm wrong here, but the, uh, you, but you might pull up a single household where there's one bedroom, and and uh, you know Joe Schmo lives there, and all of a sudden you see there that it says here on the voter rolls that ten people voted from that household, and then you go there to canvas, and you find out that Joe might not have even voted. He says I didn't vote. Nobody lives here. And then you, you, you take those names and you extrapolate them out and go, wait a minute, these three people might have passed away um, or, or four people don't even live in the state of Colorado or two of them are minors or three of, or they just took a letter off their name and they might have, their name might be voted for in the next county over. Um, is that correct? They're called phantom voters, correct? That's right. Well, we found several categories of, of anomalies, including, so we had essentially fake voters where the Secretary of State, their, her records said that these people voted and our volunteers. So first of all, we did not target anomalies. We didn't go looking for specific phenomena. We did a random sample and then we figured out what the, was true about the whole population of the counties and we can extrapolate it out across the whole state because of that. Second, we found people who the state says voted who told us we did not vote. So we have affidavits 
that's a, the other unique thing about about the volunteers canvassing Colorado. They collected hundreds and hundreds of affidavits for each of these. These are admissible in court, and these are people saying, "I did not vote, uh, and so that record is wrong," or "I voted, but I didn't vote by uh, by mail-in ballot. I voted in person," and yet the state's records say that they voted in mail-in ballot, or that uh, their party affiliation is wrong, which has a profound effect on. Um, on redistricting in Colorado and also on uh, allocation of certain types of resources for primaries. We found illegal votes where people um, voted when they were not entitled or eligible to vote. We found places where voters said that they voted and the state had no record of it whatsoever. So sometimes that was a function of multiple people that were listed at one house, but they weren't all there. But sometimes right. it was people, you know, we talked to somebody who said, you know that that person hasn't lived here for a decade. My, you know, my daughter moved out of state seven years ago. They keep right. sending me her ballots. We keep telling right. them we don't want them that she's not right. here, and yet there it is in the voter rolls saying that they actually voted in November two thousand twenty. Right now, Sean. Okay, just so everybody's clear, I want everybody to realize this. Um, and and once again, you can correct me if Colorado's different than the rest of the country. In the rest of the country, everybody, we got to pick a state. We'll pick Florida. They have defendflorida.org down there. These guys went around. They canvassed 20-some thousand, 22,000, I believe, how, uh, names. Names. I call them names, not houses. Names, everybody. Of the 20-some thousand names, 4,600 of them were these phantom voters. That's almost a 20-some percent fail rate. But they were targeting areas. They went to areas that where they didn't have to walk so much, right, <laughs> where you know you're going to find this but but what I want to say is just so everybody's clear it's hard for everybody to wrap their head around that people just were illegal and went out and voted you know twice or that um, someone voted for someone that had passed away or or all these people came marching into Colorado from uh, the next state over and said let's go let's go commit a felony and go vote in in Colorado everybody that's not the case what it is their names were used that's all it is. This whole election, everybody, everything that happened in our country, their names were used. And where did they get their names? They got them off voter rolls. They got them, you know, these voter rolls were inflated with names of people that have passed away that don't live there anymore, whatever. It doesn't matter. Some of them, they just change the name to take off an L. So they have to. And the reason that they're able to do this, Sean, is because the, you don't need the people uh, you just need to. You just need to do a little flip inside. What is it, does it rhyme with a Dominion machine? Yeah, you could change it inside the machine. It's the mail-in ballots. It's the voter rolls. I mean, when right. you start talking about the information you need to vote, I think it was the Equifax breach just a couple of years ago compromised the personal information of over 150 million Americans. That's every election. That's every single election in the country. Right, is it, that's right. enough people and enough personal information to vote for them. So uh, all across the board, you know, citizens are digging into every aspect of our election system and everywhere they dig, they're finding dirt. Right. Everywhere. And, and Colorado, everybody, the reason is uh, I would put it at ground zero. Remember, Dominion resides there. And uh, and also you have, which I, I'll say she's tied with Brad Rasmer for the most corrupt, evil Secretary of State in the United States history. I'm gonna say history. She, what she has done to citizens of Colorado, 
to clerks, to uh, people that know the clerks, people that stand up for, uh, for uh, and want something done with this election. But they've had their houses battery rammed down with, uh, with in the early morning hours, daughters ripped down the steps, put out in the yard in their underwear. I mean, all these things. This is what our law enforcement's done, the FBI, whatever, where Jenna Griswold's weaponized them against the citizens of Colorado. None of them got arrested during those little raids. They just raided us fear, fear, fear. And Sean, it's, you know, what a shame yesterday, but it's actually backfired on them where they, uh, they did arrest uh, um, Tina Peters because remember everybody, she ran for Secretary of State. They want to make her look bad. The GOP chair of Colorado says, oh, we need Tina to back out. No, I got news for you, little corrupt GOP chair. That ain't happening. That's not happening. The citizens of our country and of Colorado, we want politicians put in just like Tina that stood up, that stand up. Here's a 66-year-old gold star mother. She's had the, she, all she's done has been a patriot all her life, never been arrested, never spent a minute in jail. She's sitting in a Colorado jail right now because you don't want her running for secretary of state. That's disgusting, Jenna Griswold. Well, I got news. You're going to be long gone. First the machines go, then you go. And you know what? It's kind of nice, Sean. You've got it all together there. You've got enough machines. You can do the meltdown of the machines and put the... And you've got enough corruption in Colorado. You don't even have... You're going to... It's it's recycling. It's kind of like the Green New Deal, right? You can recycle these these uh, Dominion machines. And, uh, and by the way, I heard there's plastic on them, too. You can melt them down for the little trays you get while you're in prison. You know, the trays of food. So it's, it's quite a recycling project we can put you all on in Colorado. Um, I, I'm just really excited because basically what, what canvassing does, it validates the corruption. It validates the crime. When you've got real people going to real people and finding out that the uh, other people that are supposed to there be there are not real, and, they, and, the, and you, so you have the people at the houses validating it and the people canvassing and... Uh, and, you know, I heard, Sean, that they were trying to, didn't they attack the canvassers? I heard that an article came out, and we had it on our show yesterday with Holly. Um, she was saying that they, um, they tried, the media, once again, the Colorado rotten media in Colorado, but that, you're not top-notch there either. That's everywhere. I got, I, I got that one. But did they come after the canvassers and said that they were uh, doing something wrong? Can you, can you, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, the, well, the Secretary of State herself tried to smear the canvasser. So this is sort of her pattern of behavior for Secretary of State Griswold. She went after Clerk Peters, lied about her, lied about the BIOS passwords. She put out a press release where she was uh, telling everyone that the, the canvassers, you know, might be doing something dangerous. They weren't government officials. You don't have to answer their questions. They, they weren't saying they were government officials. They were just citizens going to their neighbors in their precincts and asking them if the state's records were true. Right. You know, they were all trained. They were all polite. They were all professional. You know, if they were asked to leave, they did. So all the assertions and accusations, the sort of fear-mongering about the canvassing was, uh, you know, Secretary of State Griswold trying to put a target on them. That's what she does. She, right. she lied about me. Right. Secretary of State Griswold okay. made a false police report and said that I had threatened her. Wow. And then wow. and now these these leftist organizations funded by the same people funding Griswold. Right. I mean, so she's backed by George Soros, her attorney in the in the 
Judicial Watch case in Colorado versus Griswold is Mark Elias, the Russiagate attorney. Same wow. guy from Perkins Coie. He's funded by Soros, and his funds are funding the Colorado uh, fake press that is constantly attacking the canvassers and the election integrity activists. So wow. it's a it's a one it's one unvirtuous. Uh, well, I consider it's like people. a it's like a mafia crime family. I mean, uh, this is what the mafia guys did back in the day, where you would go out. It's like racketeering, and they go out and you threaten and you put fear into the citizens, so they have to comply. And you you know you you put fear into them, especially if you've committed crimes against. Um, what I said in the articles that yesterday I said. Jenna Griswold and Dominion have committed crimes against humanity. And there might be others. It might be the DA down there in Mesa County, all these different people. Who knows? Anyone that sticks her mouth out in, like, the GOP chair and says that Tina should not run, she could be in on it. We don't know that, but we're going we're gonna to leave no traitor behind, Sean. And let me tell you about Jenna Griswold. She put out an article came out. They interviewed her, and this was by friends over at Daily Beast, okay, what old Jenna doesn't know is a lot of these journalists, even though I put them over here, I've had to, they've been all I have for a year because I don't have Fox and Newsmax. They're cowards. They're cowards. Fox is in on it. They're going to go, you know, although I'm going to, I'm going to quit saying that totally because Tucker let Gableman go on his show the other night. You guys, there's a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of hope there. Okay. And I say a glimmer. I did call Newsmax. When they had Jenna Ellis on Newsmax getting interviewed with Gableman, I gave I gave Chris a, a compliment, the owner over there of Newsmax, a compliment. But here's what happened, uh, Sean. I talked to all the national media yesterday when Tina got arrested. Right? They all tried to come with their hit jobs, and they know better. They they I go, what's the agenda? How, how are we going to write this, people? Well, the Daily Beast called Jenna Griswold and got her statements, and one of them that came out of there was that Mike Lindell and Tina Peters um, are um, uh, put out political, that um, promote political violence. That's what it was, political violence. So I called up the Daily Beast and I said, you know what, that's a lie, you know it, that's a fact that I have never promoted violence ever. I was uh, speaking out at churches long before this, uh, this stuff ever came along. And... They did a retraction, Sean. They took it completely out of the article because it was a lie. So you're this old Jenna Griswold, whatever she can she's doing out there, she's when you sometimes the cover up is bigger than the crime and and uh, it certainly is here and there's gonna be more felonies committed, I believe, in the cover up in Colorado than than in the crime itself. You know, I mean I mean Jenna Griswold, um sorry, she, but she's uh uh, she is going to be one that's going to be right behind bars with all of these criminals in our country. This isn't a political thing, everybody. Uh, Sean, I found out that we are going to, we're pressing charges against, uh, but I found out there are civil charges that are going to go against Griswold and, and some commissioners and stuff. I was told that by the attorneys today. I go, what do you mean? I want to put criminal charges out there. And then they're going, they always say the lawyer stuff. Mike, just wait now. Just wait. We, that could come later. I'm going, no, I want to do it now. Why do we have to wait? You know, I'm, I'm a very impatient person when it comes to lawyers telling me to wait. Because you know what? We are in a race here. We are in a race. We've got, we need to get these machines gone. 
We need to get the, you know, the truth. Sean, would you agree to this, that for, for almost over a year now, there's been enough evidence that you don't need any more evidence, right? I mean, the evidence is there. We have the solution to replace the machines. The, um, we all know that, they, you know, all these things, the election needs to be cleaned up from the voter rolls to the mail-in to the machines. All of it needs to be gone, period. And then, but one, one of the things we've learned, and you've learned it better than anyone in Colorado, is, is um, the politicians, and I truly believe this, that anyone that wins, like it, that wins, or that ha- are the ones that have the people's back, and not, and I don't want any politician going, you know what? I'm going to lower your taxes, and I'm and I'm for election integrity. Oh boy, really? You are, huh? Well, what did you do about the election crime? Election integrity is the weakest word I've ever heard. Election integrity. What about the crimes? What did you do about the crimes in your state? And you're, you know, I'll circle back to Wisconsin and Arizona. You guys over there that right now are ready to, de- you could decertify tomorrow. You legislatures, where everyone's going to be looking at you for when you're running again. What did you do? And if you say, hey, maybe you get a revelation and epiphany. Wow, maybe you get on your knees in prayer and pray and go, you know what? Yeah, I got to find some courage. Maybe I was just afraid. Well, you know what? Being afraid or not, there's going to be no excuses. You're either a traitor or you're a hero. There's no in between this time around. You guys, this is for all the marbles. Sean, you guys are heroes in in uh, Colorado. I've, I've, uh, I want everyone to tell you about Sean Smith. You know, he's also the president of the Cause of America. I went around this country and I see groups doing stuff in every part of our country and. It's uh, when I when I finally got to Colorado, I'm going everything I was praying for. Going, wow, these guys have been ahead of the curve. They've been doing this stuff for a year before anybody even thought of doing this stuff. And uh, you guys, uh, uh, what is what is Brandon, Brandon? What do you call Sean? A full colonel? Yep, he's a full colonel. He worked on all kinds of stuff he can't talk about. Yep, <laughs> that's right. He's amazing, Sean. You are amazing, and uh, you're one of the greatest patriots this country's ever seen. And and I've got to go do a thing. I know you've got to get going. And um, we pray for all your, all of you in Colorado. And we're, we're praying for uh, Tina to get out. We sent, uh, we sent bail. And uh, um, thank you. And thank you. Uh, and what a great report of Canvas Sports. Is this going to be a formal report now that can be sent out everywhere? It is. You'll be able to see it at uselectionintegrityplan.org, useip.org, and we'll have it up at Cause of America as well in the library. Okay. And we'll have it up at Frank's Beach here, too, which, which you can also find, everybody, the Cause of America Square. You get here, if you want to get involved, you want to get help out there, um, uh, get a hold of us at the Cause of America. Sean, thank you. God bless. Thank you, Mike. Take care, Brandon. Thank you, guys. Hey, Brandon. Um, Brandon, I gotta, I'm going to go. I want, uh, but I want to say, everybody, we're going to do a, two more calls to action. Okay. Uh, this is just too important right now. You guys, everybody. LindellLegalFund.com or LindellLegalOffenseFund.org. Pull it up on the screen one more time. Right now, you guys, we are in the month of March. The March of this, of um, 2022, will go down. It is a historical month, you guys. When you see all the stuff that's coming out, I'm going to have the media so busy because these things that are coming out, they're, they're even Fox might have to report them. I mean, this is going to be you know, just the most breaking news, the breaking of the most amazing lawsuits coming out, 
the stuff that's going to change our country and help. It's going to be amazing. And and everybody, Brandon, you know, everybody out there that you're seeing, you know, the economy just tanking, the gas price, whatever. But, um, and it, you know, that might get worse before it gets better, before we get things back. Right now, though, just know that that's also working in our favor. Because as I talk to journalists out there, and I talk to people that are liberals, that are on the left, um, they're they're seeing they're seeing the light that this is this is not anything they thought it was going to be that socialism was having a cup of coffee with your with your best friend. No, it's skipped right over that to communism. We are right up to here in communism. We're up we're up to here in our in the takeover of our country by um, remember ninety percent of the tax came out of China through this cyber attack on our country, and that's fact. And uh, so all this is coming out. Remember, lindelllegalfund.org. Show them, show them where you can find it one more time on the screen, Brandon. If you go to, um, if you go to frankspeech.com, everybody. Frank, you yeah, go to you Frank show it on your screen there? Logan's trying yeah, to grab go to it. Fr- go to frankspeech.com, you guys. By the way, everybody, we have our new app out. Everybody go get the Frank Speech app. You've got It's amazing. Brandon, we've got that set up. You can go there. You can click on the news. We have all the news that comes out now. You're up there. You, you got the best news report in the country. There's no hands down. Everybody's saying that. I got people <laughs> on Facebook saying it right now. They, um, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, um, okay, then we got, we got bots and trolls. I knew this was coming. Mike Lindell wants you to send him money. You know what? You ain't sending me the money. You're sending people. You're sending money to help our country to help our country. I'm just telling, I'm just directing where it's going to go. Because right now, I didn't, have to, I didn't ask for any help before this. I've got 30-some million dollars into this. It ain't about the money. It's the people out there. We need massive lawyers that are going to win this, massive cyber guys, massive people. Most people work are out there doing it for free, Brandon. They're out there. Our citizens are out there. But there's a lot of stuff with this um, proactive lawsuits that are going to change uh, change our country. We're, we're winning, and we've got so many announcements of them coming up. But uh, anyway, everybody, i got to go. Brandon, thank you. Awesome. Um, and uh, who, are you, who's bringing, who are you bringing on now? Kurt Olson. Oh, let's bring him on. I'm sorry I took up five minutes of his time. That's all right. Kurt, you're, you're here. you got a few minutes with Mike before he, he takes off? Sure. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kurt. Um, I guess you've got another... Um, I just want to hear what you have, uh, just real quick. Uh, uh, you've been attacked now too, huh? By uh, um, by Dominion, or who's who's attacking you? Is it a Secretary of State? Is it uh, is it Brad Rassenberger? Is it Dominion? Who who's going after you now? Well, I had the honor of uh, I say that uh, sarcastically of receiving a subpoena from the January sixth committee. Uh, oh I was wow! One of that uh, that was subpoenaed by them. Uh, and they are implying or making you know, false accusations about that there is no election fraud in 2020. And because of the work I did on the Supreme Court, uh, the complaint that was filed in the Supreme Court by Texas back in December of 2020, and then uh, some of the work that I did with then acting A.G. Rosen following that to try to convince him that the United States should bring that case after the Supreme Court dismissed it. And they're trying to make out that uh, anybody who did this is perpetrating right. a uh, Hey, Kurt, a before I go, I want to say that I read something in the last few days 
uh, they've been going after any lawyers from back then. Is that true? They, I mean, they right now before I know you're going to tell your whole story here to Brandon. I've got to go, but the I've heard the other lawyers they're going after anybody that uh, that back then and even and uh, um, that had anything to do with the election crimes. Going back to try and discredit that, that must mean you're all over target, right? <laughs> well, it's, I believe it's called the 65 Project, and it's, I think it is run by Media Matters. I, I believe that's a, that was what was reported. And they're going to run around and file bar complaints against anybody who brought forward the evidence and facts about how the 2020 election was stolen. And uh, so this is just another example of how the left tries to intimidate people into silence. Right. We won't be silenced. And the time to stand up and say enough is now. Right. Well, I'm going to get going, Kurt. Um, you are amazing. Um, and I, I've got to get going to do a speech. Brandon, you can go. Um, you can continue on with Kurt. I wish I could have stayed to hear all this. and uh, But we can catch up. Uh, um, it's. Uh, I, will you tell those January 6th committee, I would love them to subpoena me. I'm looking forward to it because I would <laughs> love. I would love everybody. I'm telling you right now. Um, uh, Pelosi, here I am. Bring it on because I would like mine on TV when I get there and tell it like it is. But they, but they won't. They won't do it, Kurt. They won't reach out to me. You know, they tried to get my phone records. I wasn't even there on the sixth, but they tried to get my phone records, so I sued them. Nancy Pelosi, bring it on. All right, God bless you guys. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. All right, so Kurt, let's talk about your case. Uh, you're, you're basically. Why would they say anything about you related to January 6th? The head of this committee, by the way, so everybody knows, the head of the committee, correct me if I'm wrong, is is it a Bernie G. Thompson? Uh, Benny Thompson. Benny? Okay. And, Benny. And before yeah, Benny. we continue, are we supposed to have one more guest on? Chris Kucherov? Yes. Okay. All right. They're telling me if we take a break, then they can get them in here. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We'll get that other guest in here. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen, or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. 
So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, my slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, my slippers come with an exclusive four-layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear my slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. And we're joined again by Counselor Kurt Olson. And uh, Kurt, who's our guest that's going to be joining us? who is uh, my counsel in connection with this uh, January 6th committee subpoena. Okay. So, um, it, okay, he's calling him right now. So, <laughs> we're, apparently we had some glitches, and we've had a couple, it looks like power surges or something, twice tonight in this broadcast that have really messed up the system. So the guys in the control room are working overtime. Is there anything you want to say before he joins us, or should we just chit-chat before he joins us? No, we, we, we can start, and then he can join. Um, okay. You know, as we were discussing earlier, I received a letter uh, about eight days ago uh, from Representative Thompson or his counsel uh, for the House Committee, and it was a letter that they made public, and it was telling that I was going to be issued a subpoena. Do you want to show? Do you want us to show that on the screen or not? Sure. Go ahead. All right. So this this is this it right here. This is the official letter that Logan's going to put up on the screen. I think here. Uh, dated March 1st, 2022? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so th this is the letter that they made public. This isn't something that was sent to me personally. So it's up on the Internet, and the Internet lives forever, and it is makes several uh, false and misleading statements about the work that I did in connection with the uh, complaint that Texas filed in the Supreme Court in December 2020, and also the work that I did on the complaint uh, that I presented to then acting A.G. Rosen after the Supreme Court had dismissed the Texas case. And so, but this is the, uh, by making these misstatements and false innuendo uh, that, that my, uh, that these claims were baseless, that, you know, they, the routine statement that claims of election fraud are baseless or they're the big lie. This is the left's tactics to try to intimidate people into silence. So, and they repeat that mantra. Yep. So, are you, so you're saying that like in this paragraph here, I mean, I don't know if you, how specific you want to get, and your counsel is now here, but I don't know how specific you want to get, but you're saying, like, the claims here in this paragraph that th this is, they're, they're making stuff up about you. Yes. I mean, they're, they're saying that, you know, our investigation has revealed that you participated in, and I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but in bringing forward, you know, claims of election fraud with the 2020 election. Yep. And, and implicit in this January 6th committee their so-called investigation, they are claiming that false claims of election fraud 
are what instigated the uh, the protests at the Capitol on January 6th. Okay. And uh, and some of the, the rioting that ensued. So they're they're saying that that was brought about by false claims of election fraud and incited uh, those actions. And your your attorney is Christopher, who's joining us now. Christopher, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we just showed the letter uh, by Bernie or Benny Benny G. Thompson. There's the letter that's now gone public. It's two <clears throat> pages or two less than two two and a half pages, two and a quarter maybe, uh, making claims about Kurt. Do you want to comment on this before we look at your response? Yeah, I mean this is this this is a typical example of the left's tactic, and, and they're borrowing from the Soviet Union. I mean they're they're conducting what's called a show trial. You know, in the 1930s, uh, Stalin would conduct these public trials in order to gain support, and everybody knew what the outcome was going to be because it was predetermined. Right. And so Chairman Thompson has predetermined what he's going to do. We know what he's going to do. That's no surprise. What, so, what, what, is, what is it he's going to do? Well, they're, what they're looking for is to stop Donald Trump from running in 2024. I mean, they're scared to death of a man. So that, coupled with anybody in their wake that they can find and take down that's a supporter, they want to teach them a lesson and make an example of them. Are they trying to say that he was involved in subversion and therefore under the Constitution, you know, has committed a crime that keeps him from running again? Is that what they're trying to do? I, I believe that's their ultimate goal. As politicians, they're going to tell you differently because they know that the law says that they have to have a legitimate legislative purpose and they don't have one. I mean, look, we already have all the criminal laws in the books that we need to prosecute criminals. Right. So what possibly could we expect to get from um, um, an investigation into that they think there's a crime? Let DOJ handle it and file it. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's your letter. dated. Theirs was dated March 1st. Yours is dated March 10th. Uh, it's a rather lengthy letter. Do you, do you want to tell us what you're uh, stating in here? Well, the, the uh, first part, I want, to, I want to let Kurt set it up because I mean, he just told you that he got involved. because, And the only reason why this is made public, quite frankly, is because they made it public. Now, they're going to say, well, we're trying to be transparent. We're going to put everything on the web. We're going to let everybody see it. Well, sure, they're going to say that. It makes them look good, but what they're doing, though, is furthering their message by putting it out on the web. So Kurt had really, in my opinion, uh, no choice but to respond in kind. They brought it out. He has to bring it out. And he has to at least be able to show the public that there's, there's not that Donald Trump had some legitimate concerns during the election. We, we time. have to put up the truth. And the truth is, is that That's there right. are irrefutable facts that this election was stolen and that there were constitutional violations that made the election itself illegal. And the constitutional violations, and it's primarily violations of Article 2, the Elector's Clause, where, which prohibits non-legislative actors from abrogating or making election law. The Constitution under Article 2 vests plenary authority in the leg state legislatures to set the manner of the election. And that is another word. Kurt, Kurt, a, a lot of this, what we wrote in the letter with respect to the evidence we presented you know, we talked about the fraud in Wisconsin. We talked about the voting irregularities in, in that state, in Pennsylvania, and other states. I mean, this is what we want uh, Chairman Thompson to investigate, right? I mean, if, if they're truly concerned about January 6th and why people were upset, perhaps, maybe they ought to actually investigate the fraud, but as you say, uh, look at the truth, right? I mean, that's that's the whole issue. And it's not it's not just investigate the fraud because what even even in this past two three weeks, 
We've had former chief, former chief justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, Michael Gableman, who was charged by the Speaker of the House and conducted an eight-month-long investigation into Wisconsin. He issued a 137-page report. Justice Gableman appeared on Tucker a few days ago to talk about that report. The fraud was so bad, or illegal votes were so bad, he called for decertification of Wisconsin's electors. Again, it's a 137-page report, an eight-month-long investigation by an independent entity. And this is something that the committee and the left want to bury. It's something they don't talk about. They repeat a mantra, the big lie, baseless claims of election fraud, and then they ignore the evidence. And the same is true. Representative Mark Fincham in Arizona about a month ago submitted a resolution to decertify the electors. It's about a 20-page resolution that details all the fraud that they have investigated, that the Arizona legislature has investigated, it gives the legal basis to decertify the election. That's been ignored. So you have two states right there. Dr. Shiva just did an analysis of the 1.9 million ballot envelope signatures and compared them to the signatures on file and found that over 200,000 signatures on mail-in ballots do not match the voter. That's a lot. Yep. And as a matter of fact, when the margin was only 10,000 votes, 200,000 uh, ballots that don't have matching signatures, which is a requirement, that seems pretty significant. And where is the committee in looking at that? Yeah. The same is true in Georgia. Do you guys mind if I read the first paragraph of this letter from Chris? Sure. Is no, it pretty, go ahead. It's pretty strong. Dear Mr. Chairman, on behalf of Kurt B. Olson, who received your March 1st, 2022 letter, accompanied by a subpoena for production of documents and for an appearance at a deposition, I'm notifying you that he will oppose the subpoena. Your letter, which was made public, makes several misstatements and omits significant facts as to Mr. Olson's actions and therefore merits a public response. You state, quote, the select committee's investigation revealed credible evidence that Mr. Olson publicly promoted claims that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent and participated in attempts to disrupt or delay the certification of the results, end quote. By that statement, you imply that your, quote, investigation revealed, end quote, that Mr. Olson did something wrong in connection with his legal work involving the 2020 presidential election. However, there is no wrongdoing quote, revealed, in quote, by this so-called, quote, investigation, unquote, because the facts concerning illegal and fraudulent voting in the 2020 election are a matter of public record, a public record which your committee continues to ignore as it pursues a Soviet-style show trial against political opponents. Very strong. And then you have bullet points. The committee has refused to investigate clear evidence of massive illegal voting in the 2020 pre presidential election that continues to come forward. Well, Kurt just referenced some of that, so let me just go to the second bullet point for the sake of time. The second bullet point, the complaint submitted to acting Attorney General Rosen was clearly meritorious. What does that mean, Chris, to us laypeople? Okay, well, so first of all, they're accusing Kurt. And that, yeah. Let me just jump in here for a second. So I worked on the complaint that Texas filed. After that, this is a matter of record. Um, I met the president, President Trump, that is. And when we had a discussion, and this is also a matter of public record, so I'm not revealing attorney-client privilege. Um, I told him that I knew Acting Attorney General Rosen, and he directed me to approach him with a complaint that that the Supreme Court could take up. Now, the Texas case was dismissed simply on the sole basis that the Supreme Court held that Texas did not demonstrate standing. Well, the United was, States... Was that, a, was that a unanimous court that said that? No, that was a 7-2 to decision. Justice Alito and Justice Thomas dissented in that decision. So it was 7-2. to two. 
But the, uh, the, the issue was only on standing. Now, I contacted then-acting A.G. Rosen because I knew him. I worked with him at Kirkland & Ellis many years ago. And when I finally did contact, we had a very pleasant conversation. And he asked me, after we got through some of the pleasantries, he asked me, well, what's the basis for the United States having standing? And there's a case, and it's cited in the letter, and it's one that I gave him that's part of the House record because I emailed it to him. And that's a case of South Carolina v. Katzenbach. It's a Supreme Court decision from 1966. And it states simply that the United States has parents betray standing on behalf of all its citizens. And so therefore... Can you say parents patria or parents betray? Can you tell us what that is? That's standing in the place of, of the parent, essentially, right? That the, the, the country can... And I don't speak Latin, but and, and I probably should as, a, as some of a lawyer, but it just means that they stand in the shoes as a parent. And so the United States government, the United States, has standing to assert claims on behalf of its citizens and on behalf of states and anybody. So it, it is irrefutable that the Department of Justice, when they were presented with that complaint, had standing to pursue it. And here's the, here is the point. The, the uh, Benny Thompson and others have said that, oh, it's the same complaint that was dismissed. Well, for the standing reason, it's not. We've already rebutted that. But what is not discussed is on the constitutional violations, those violations of Article 2, which we alleged in the Texas complaint and in the one that I presented to Acting A.G. Rosen at the time. The Article 2 violations were the same ones that the Supreme Court in October, four justices, held that those, viol those types of violations, and this is in the Pennsylvania v. Bookbar case, the, um, that those Article 2 violations were sufficiently meritorious that they were likely to succeed on the merits. And the court split four to four on whether or not to take expedited review. And this is after Justice Ginsburg had passed away. There were only eight justices. And a 4-4 split in that case resulted in the lower court case standing uh, to just to, uh, to go back and, and, and be upheld. But the point, when I took that complaint to Rosen, there were four Supreme Court justices that said the constitutional violations we pled in that complaint were sufficiently meritorious that they were likely to win. Hmm. And that's just on the constitutional issues. That's setting apart the evidence of fraud and illegal voting. So this was clearly a meritorious complaint. And I have seen some evidence in the record that uh, acting A.G. Rosen wrote an email to his colleague uh, saying that this was insane. Well, it, it was not insane. And when you, when you do a real analysis, which is what this letter does, the point of my counsel's letter on my behalf is to set the record straight because of the false statements, the false innuendo, the false accusations that have been levied as whether it's not, whether it's, you know, their baseless claims of election fraud or in Representative Thompson's letter to me, which is now public, which will be forever, you know, there, I, you know, we wanted to set the record straight and that's what that letter does. And let's go to the next point. The committee is illegally conducting a law enforcement investigation in search of a crime. By the way, because we had technical issues, we're going to go a few minutes over, so don't roll the music, guys. We're going to, we're going to go past the 7 o'clock hour, to be fair to Kurt here. Uh, so let's, let's deal with this point. The committee is illegally conducting a law enforcement investigation in search of a crime. Can you comment on that? I'll be brief on that one. We, you know, we, our contention and what the law says is that it have to have a proper legislative purpose. Well, Benny Thompson has already come out well before the uh, committee even formed and said he was going to punish Trump. So it's, they're, they're biased and they're obviously uh, uh, touting right now that they've got evidence of crimes, you know, potential crimes that Trump has committed. They think they have. They've got nothing. 
Zero. Again, show trial, folks. Um, but that's what this is all about. The committee is illegally conducting uh, a law enforcement investigation. The and next... so they can't, they're not supposed to be able to do that. Now, look, you know, the other side's going to say, oh, no, no, we have a completely good, valid legislative purpose, which is what I was alluding to earlier, that uh, we have plenty of criminal laws, federal criminal laws in the books. Um, what possibly could they legislate more? Um, anyway, okay. that's that section. The next bullet point. The subpoena violates Mr. Olson's Fourth Amendment rights. That's exactly right. You know, in order to have your property searched and seized, you know, there has to be probable cause. You know, there has to be more than just, well, we, we, we are suspicious or we don't like uh, Kurt Olson. You can't just willy-nilly ask for people's private information just because you want to know. I mean, the select committee is acting like the National Enquirer. We just want to know. They don't get to do that. They're a government force. So we believe that it, it violates his Fourth Amendment rights. We'll be making the arguments that we put out in the letter um, for that purpose. The, the other couple of, uh, there's other issues too. I mean, Kurt Olson has a right uh, under the First Amendment to freely speak and freely associate with those people he chooses to. And when the committee goes ahead and subpoenas him, of course, it's going to chill his ability to do those things. And, and not just that, he's an attorney. My gosh, we're supposed to be the guardians, the gatekeepers of, of, of the Constitution. What happened that we don't follow the words of the Constitution anymore, especially when it comes to the First Amendment and, and, and these, these types of investigative subpoenas? So that's that. And, and because he's an attorney, our next section talks yeah, about... Yeah, the next one is Mr. Olson's clients are entitled to assert their attorney-client privilege. Can, can you imagine uh, if, if clients thought that their attorneys were not allowed to remain confidential, what that would do to law in general? It's, it would be devastating. And it would be devastating to any future presidents who couldn't rely upon the attorney-client privilege to have uh, in-person uh, discussions with their attorney, to, to whiteboard uh, potential uh, uh, strategies that they want to do that they may not necessarily want to pursue, but that they want to just explore with another mind. Wow. I mean, those things are private. Closing well, comment be, from Kirk This is Kirk just an act of intimidation. That's all it is. That's right. All this committee is doing is trying to intimidate people. And if, uh, and again, when they put that letter out and made it public, that's outrageous. It's atrocious. It shows their true motives. And we're not going to put up with it. Or I'm not going to put up with it. Good for you. Yeah. Well, they're doing it also because they're getting a lot of heat, a lot of pressure right now because their eyes are firmly fixed on November 2022. That's the midterms. And right now, from my perspective, it looks like they're going to get a shellacking. And they're desperate for something. Great having both of you guys with us. Glad we could set the record straight and have this historical program and archive it and put it all over and have people find the truth. Well, the January 6th, it, it will go down in history. But the Absolutely. truth has to be revealed about what the purpose of it is. And that's the reason why, again, with this letter, we want to set the record straight so that when people look back on this, they will see what this committee was really about. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you to both of you, Chris and Kurt. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, that concludes our broadcast for tonight. We went a little over because of technical difficulties and because of the importance of finishing that interview for historical reasons as well as public policy reasons. I think all of us deserve that, not only Kurt, but also the American people. So it's an important, important interview. All right. With that, we'll say good night. The Worldview Report is next. Brandon House Live is after that. Thanks for watching. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.